Welcome to the Awaken Life Church podcast. For more information about our church, please visit awakenlifechurch.net. We hope you enjoy this message by special guest speaker, Rick Casto. Man, I sound so much better when someone else introduces me. How you guys doing? Two people are good, huh? All right. How you guys doing? Good, good. Can I use this? All right. yeah. I'm so much funnier in my own head. Praise the Lord. We've had church already, haven't we? Amen. Well, I'll just jump right into it. It's good to be here. Love you all. Amen. Love your pastors. They're keepers. Amen. I've got about three friends, and they're one of them. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me pray, and uh, we'll get going. Father, I thank you that your word never returns void, that it always does what you sent it to do. God, that you have a process for everybody here, and transformation is on your mind. Lord, I pray right now that um, the anointing would flow. God, that you'd hide me behind that cross, and Lord, that the word spoken would bless the speaker and the hearer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Transformed. Romans 12, 2. You guys probably know it, right? Do not be conformed to what your mama said, right? That was funny, folks. Come on. Do not be transformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your what? Your mind. Then you will be able to test and prove what God's will is, his good and pleasing will. Amen. I was on the internet the other day, and I found out why women live longer than men. It must be true, because it was on the internet, right? Go ahead, hit it, man. I love, I love that his, his uh, boy is just kind of cruising on the poolside there, just whatever. Okay, that was fun. Transformation, transformation. Knowledge is not the same as transformation. Amen? Now, <clears throat> this is something that I've come to experience to be true, is that most folks are informed beyond their ability to be transformed. In other words, uh, if I took your Bibles away from you today, there's still enough in you for you to be transformed. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're living in an age where that's not too far away. We, we're living in a crazy age, amen? I mean, it is a crazy age. That's a crazy thing. I mean, the COVID stuff was crazy. Can I buy an amen? Because uh, you couldn't buy toilet paper, praise the Lord. It's a crazy age, crazy age. People uh, need Jesus, man. Uh, they need to be transformed. They need to have an encounter with the reality of a living God. Not someone who has information, but transformation. Amen? Transformational people make people thirsty for Jesus, man. Amen. Amen. See, I'm a grace junkie. Amen? I need to mainline that grace on the daily because I'm a knucklehead. 
My brother said, man, I screwed up this week. I'm like, I screwed up today. <laughs> and yesterday, amen, I need Jesus. One of the guys, I was talking with one of my guys in a program in Teen Challenge, and, and uh, he, he was, he's like, Rick, Pastor Rick, what's it like, man? 20 years, you know, serving Jesus and being in ministry, and, and I could tell, man, he was wanting to hear the answer, you know. And I said, you know what, man, when I came into Teen Challenge as a student and I was strung out on drugs, it was easy for me to believe all the dumb stuff I did. Now that I'm saved and shaved, amen, and no longer on drugs and I do stupid stuff, I got no one else to look at but myself. Can I buy an amen? And he said, I said, man, I'm more desperate for Jesus now than I was then. And, and I could see the sadness fill his eyes. I was like, hey, man, it's all good, man, because this thing isn't a sprint. It's a marathon. Uh, amen. We need transformation not information, and information and transformation are not the same. I was doing an illustrated sermon. Now, I used to weld and do stuff for, like, Intel and Motorola for clean rooms and that kind of stuff, and, and here's the thing. I could come up here, and I could put on the screen how to weld. I could give you the information, amen? I could give you the information, but how many know as soon as I put that welding stinger in your hand, we would find out who could weld and who cannot, Right? Amen? You have the information. But here's the thing. Transformation takes some time sometimes. Man, come on. You're, you're, I'm preaching a whole lot better than you're amen. And, uh, none of us like time. Can I, can, I, can I buy an amen? Like, you know, there's some, there's some phrases in the Bible that irritate me. Like, at the appointed time. What? And when the fullness of time came. I'm like, God, we're going to have words when I get to heaven. Do you have a watch, and is it broken? <laughs> Amen. How many have been like that? God, it's 1159. I need the miracle now. Amen. Process, man. We don't like process. I don't like process because process takes time. Oh, man. Think about all the tests you have to do. Anyone like tests, by the way? Do you like to take a test? I'm glad she said no. I, I don't like tests. But praise God, I'm glad somebody was testing the brakes that are on your car. Amen? I'm glad that when I go and fly at the end of this month, that somebody just didn't get up and say, oh, I feel moved by the Lord in the spirit to fly a plane. I'm glad there's a test for pilots. Can I buy an amen? I am glad that things are tested, but boy, I don't like the tests. And most of the tests that we take in our culture are based on memorization, not application. Amen? It's the truth. And how many know that adversity is God's university? Nobody could buy an amen there. We're all broke now. They're not the same. And information handled properly leads to transformation. But information that's been handled improperly looks like manipulation. Don't even say amen to that, Ken. That's terrible. <laughs> amen. Manipulation or transformation. Now, I've been in church for a couple days, amen. Been in ministry for a few, and I've seen a thing or two, amen. All right. 
and I've seen people try to manipulate God. It's a funny thing to watch. It's a sad thing where guys and gals, they get this information, and they're going to manipulate the God the Father. I've been doing this, and I've been doing that, and I've been doing this. I said, man, you're looking for a transaction, not a transformation. See, manipulation and transactions seem to go hand in hand, right? To control or play upon by artful, unfair, unscrupulous means, especially to one's own advantage, to take advantage of another. Transformation, a striking alteration in appearance, character or circumstances, a change of physical form, structure, or substance, especially by supernatural means. Amen. Aren't you glad that we... Our deal is supernatural, amen. Now, I had a real deep revelation um, during the whole, when was I here last? December-ish? I don't remember. I slept since then. Anyways, I've always had this thing in my heart where I like, I want storm-proof faith. I know it's not biblical, Ken, but, you know, it's okay. I wanted faith that prevented me from having storms. In this world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer, I've overcome. So I I pretty much thought I dodged the bullet on COVID, you know? I was like, man, I'm impervious to COVID. I'm not going to get it, right? We went to this leadership conference in February, and uh, there was about, I don't know, seven of us. We went to this Assembly of God conference in Springfield, and there was all kinds of people, and they were doing the mask thing and the glove thing and the temperature take. You know, they take your temperature and put a little button on you, make sure that you're safe. I was annoyed. You could probably pick that up, Amen. So we're doing all this stuff, and then we go through the line, right? And so here's the buffet line, but you got to wear a mask and gloves. And then your table's right here. And then you can sit down and take them gloves and mask off. Then you're safe. Makes sense. Go home. Get off the plane. I go, I don't feel right. (laughs) Get home. Tell my wife. I don't feel right. I'm telling you, it, it hit another gear by Monday. I was like, call the ambulance. I'm sick. Because, you know, when men get sick, it's a totally different deal. Amen. I need a transplant. All right. Amen. I got sick, man. I got sick. Got the COVID. And it's not normal. It's weird. <laughs> Ken says, Yes. It is weird. And uh, I had this deep revelation. I digress. And God was dealing with me on transformation and transaction. He's like, man, you know, do you want just to have a transaction with me or do you want to have transformation? And so, man, I have struggled with my weight since I got sober. That's a long time. That was supposed to be funny, by the way. (laughs) Anyways, I just switched addictions, man. 
you know? No more heroin? Give me a chimichanga. No more heroin? Give me a couple of tacos. Amen. Amen. No more alcohol and weed. Is it okay if I talk like this? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. Joy, you're going to have to forgive me because the Bible says so. All right. Um, I switched. And, man, I was praying, God, take this from me. I don't know if you've ever been there. God. Where you did it again, you're like, God, please, you know. And the guy would bring me into a process, and I'd be like, Satan, get behind me, right? God would bring me into a discipline, uh, disciplinary process, amen. And I'd be like, that's the devil. I've got freedom in Christ. You ever notice how the theological you get when God is restraining your movement? Well, that's not even biblical, man. <laughs> Check this out. You want to know what the greatest form of spiritual warfare is? Oh, you guys scared me for a minute there. Obedience. Man, I'll tell you, one schmidgen of obedience is better than all the worship and prayer in the world. Amen. And God was trying to get to me to this place of, son, I'm bringing you to a place of discipline. I was praying for things that only God's discipline could bring me. That was good. Nobody likes that one. You mean I have to be disciplined? Well, if you're a disciple... Amen. See, I had an intellectual focus. <laughs> it was on who I was, where I was. The focal point was always on the unholy trinity. Amen. Me, myself, and I. How can I make me feel better? There's got to be an easier way. Amen. Without all this discipline stuff. And then it became emotional. I was trying to reach the emotional core, reach the immediate reaction or need. The focal point was on the wound, the issue. Oh, the reason why I'm like this is because I have this wound. The reason why I do this stuff is because I have this issue. It's this difficulty. Guess what? The focus was still on the unholy trinity, me, myself, and I. And what I really wanted was number three. I wanted transformational. I wanted it to, I wanted transformation. And the understanding is I will be transformed. It may not be immediate, amen, but it is. That's God's promise, right? And the focal point was on the transformer of life, not the issue, not the transaction, amen, but to make the transformation. This is good preaching, by the way, amen. See, and I, I, I had to shift my thinking. I could pray and ask God to remove the weight from me just like I did when I, when I was praying and asking God in that jail cell, God, I'll give you my life if you just get me off this drugs. Now, how many know sometimes I regret that prayer? 
Okay. Just on this side. Amen. I think God called that into account. He's like, yes, son, you will give me your life. <laughs> God, if you just get me out of this jail cell, it wasn't even about getting off drugs. I just wanted out of jail. And God's like, I got a process for you. It's called Teen Challenge. Everybody's imperfect there. In fact, there are staff members there that aren't even saved. That's the process I have for you. Yeah. I mean, you know, when God comes into your life, it's like he breaks out the dirtiest uh, tool in the toolbox. Come here, let's do some heart surgery. He always uses Mr. Rub Me the Wrong Way in my life. For me, okay? God usually uses the most inconvenient stuff. Amen. He never comes floating on the cloud with, you know, Novocaine, so I won't feel it. He usually comes in with Mr. Rub Me the Wrong Way, right? Sandpaper Sally, amen. Coming in with people that stir me up. Oh, man. Transactional versus transformational. See, a lot of times guys will come into church, come into Teen Challenge. And they believe if they just do a year, that transaction will happen. God will hit them with the magic wand. No more heroin. No more pornography. No more struggle. Hey, you guys are getting really quiet all of a sudden. Amen. Poof. <laughs> it's all gone, right? And we have this transactional thinking that if I worship like this on Sunday, I won't have any issues on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. If you don't worship like this on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe I need this. Amen. All right, I'll stop. See, transactional, trans, transactional thinking, the emphasis is on the product. <laughs> or the result. It's about the information, not the revelation. It's about receiving, not the giving. What do I get? Amen. It's about duty, not your calling. Transformational thinking, the emphasis is on Jesus, not the product, not the results. And the emphasis is on eternal values, not temporal. Amen. It's about the giving, not the receiving. See, transactional thinking, is, it's all about engaging the need. How many know I'm telling the truth right now? Transformational thinking, it's about engaging with God. Engagement with God. So, God, I wanted God to come down and release me from the fat. Amen. I know none of you know what I'm talking about. I wanted him to magically remove all the blubber without any of the unpleasant process. Can I buy an amen, somebody? I wanted God to remove this supernaturally. 
Come on, somebody help me preach this for a minute. I wanted God to do something without any pain, amen, any discomfort. I wanted this to happen. God's like, I got a process for you. Man, I'm going to tell you, when the process came, I embraced it, but it was no fun. I'm telling you, man, when you divorce tacos, there's a fight on. Hey, man, it was not an amicable divorce either, by the way. There was days I'd be like, yes, I'm no longer going to eat like a fat person. Amen. And then somebody would come over and say, hey, Rick, we're going to go out to eat. Would you like a taco? Man, I don't know about you, but tacos travel in packs. <laughs> Amen. They don't travel alone. You can't just have one. You've got to have three. Mexican food is my nemesis, man. It is my kryptonite. Cheese crisp. Oh, chimichanga. Salsa and chips. Oh. And I was trying to embrace this new. I was trying to, I was trying to engage with this newfound, you know, this, you know what I'm saying, right? Because I, I didn't say anything right there. Uh, I wanted it. But tacos wanted me to. Amen. I was trying to embrace this process that God had for me. Because obedience is the highest form of spiritual warfare. See, I was in a fight. We're all laughing because we know it's true. So I came home, told Marie, we're doing this. By the way, Marie wasn't happy about that, amen? My lovely wife, Marie, and my daughter, Danielle, hello. <clears throat> I had all kinds of biblical reasons, you know? When you follow the Lord, he'll make you eat off the fat of the land. Fat. Marie's like, oh, no, we're not doing this. I said, yes, we are doing this. And for the first two weeks, we fought. We were hangry. I was a saint. Amen. We were in a fight, man. We were in a fight. And God's like, I got a process for you. I was like, man, God, can we do this an easier way? Yeah, we could stitch your lips up. See, it's the same even in discipleship. It's the same in church, same, same God. God wants you to be transformed. He wants you to be more transformed than you probably want to be transformed. See, God has a process for everybody in here. Amen? He's got a process for you. Oh, you may not like it at first. See, there's a, I'm going to paraphrase, but discipline seems unpleasant at the moment. 
But for those that have been trained by it, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Now, is it not, uh, I mean, I'm just putting this out there, for us to be conformed into the image of Christ, is that not the goal? Amen? Transformational people make you thirsty, man. They make you thirsty. Man, when I got off drugs, guess what? I had friends come out of the word work. How'd you get off drugs? I want to get off drugs. I know this guy. His name is Jesus. Really? I said, yeah. Yeah, Jesus will help you. And then I bring him in a teen challenge, and they're like, whoa. I want off drugs, not all of this. Can I buy an amen? I would... Hey, when they showed me what I was going to eat for the next year, I was like, what? And then in the beginning, it was all about what could I get away with? I want to know the line. Where, where's the line at? Oh, man, I'm so grateful for God's grace. Amen. Can I eat this? Can I have this? Can I? Transformational, transactional. You see the shift? There was a shift going on there. There was this battle going on. I wanted transformation, but I kept coming back to the transaction. If you're being honest with yourself, I know we're all making fun of me right now, amen, but if you're being honest with yourself, how often do we do this with God? Where we, we entertain this transaction. Amen. See, transformational living, I had to build trust. See, I thought, see, okay, let me just put this one. When I, when God delivered me from my addictive lifestyle and the drugs and all that stuff, I had no problem being transparent vulnerable. James 4, 6 says, God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. See, I couldn't do it in my own strength. Guess what? I couldn't do it in my own strength with the food. Hey, God's trying to give something to me. You cannot do this in your own strength. Oh, how many of us know that theologically? But like when God's trying to get it to us, Hello, McFly, are you in there? That dated me. Amen. See, building trust with people, you need a tribe of folks that really know you. Amen. I mean, not know about you, know you. It's a whole nother level. Amen. See, transparency smashes pride. Everybody say smash. No, say it like Hulk. All right. <laughs> like preaching is complete. Creates a healthy community. This is a broad topic, right? What's that look like? What was Jesus' example? Did Jesus disciple acquaintances? I'm going to say no. He discipled those whom he loved and had community with. Building trust and community are interwoven. The depth or genuineness, hear this, of the relationship determines the depth 
and genuineness of discipleship. We're disciples. Amen? Christian sounds cool, but we're disciples of Jesus Christ. We are followers of living Christ. Amen? Of, of the Lord. We, we're, that's right? Yes, okay. It's close. Now, did Jesus go and command to make church entities or go and make supporters? Go and make a worship team? He said, go and make what? Say that again. Can't disciple people as an acquaintance. Amen. Can't do it. Can't do it. Discipleship is transformational living and giving. Amen. See, everybody in here has time, talent, and treasure. Say that with me. Time, talent, treasure. Every one of you have that. Now think about this. Is time something you can give? But as Americans, we're pretty stingy with that time thing, right? Unless it's, we're talking to God, we're like, don't be stingy with the time thing, God. Talent. There's some talent in here. And it, and it goes beyond music. It goes beyond worship. It goes beyond. Some of you are amazing listeners, Oh, man, I love listeners. We need anointed listening. Amen? Make the best counselors in the world. Amen. Some of you guys are just compassionate. God's gifted you, wired you with the gift of compassion. Some of you guys are extravagant lovers. Amen. My wife has an anointed with this extravagant love. I got to be careful. I get choked up. Amen. Because she has loved me. Let me say it this way. My wife knows everything about me, and she still loves me. Mic drop. Let me say that again. The greatest gift that my wife has ever given me is she's loved me, known me, and loved me unconditionally is show me the heart of God. It's that transparency and vulnerability. She'll tell you I struggle with that. I just want to make everybody laugh and get out of the room as fast as I can. Let's not talk about anything deep. Anyone that laughed knows what I'm talking about. My dude, Tony, he's got me. <laughs> Be quiet, Rick. Brenton, I didn't even see you there. You good-looking guy, you. All right. Um, when we steer away from the Great Commission, because it's still a Great Commission, Amen? We start living in a transactional mindset. 
our thinking and living mindset goes to what must I do to get what I need? Come on, somebody. We become about policies and procedures <laughs> to get our perceived needs met. And you can insert whatever. We become about manipulation. That was good, I know. It was awesome. Transformation is supernatural. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is Joseph. I love that story. But nobody in here would love to go what, through what Joseph went through. I mean, the only thing Joseph really did that was super wrong was be loved by his dad. And maybe having a big mouth. Possibly. I don't know. Had this dream where you guys were serving me, dude. <laughs> we're going to sell this dreamer. His brothers had transactional mindset. We're going to sell this dude and get rid of him. God had transformation in mind. And he got sold into slavery. And wherever Joseph went, he lived in excellence. Went to Potiphar's house, became the dude in charge. He had a transformational mindset. Didn't fall, didn't sin, got put off into prison. Right? So he started in the pit. <laughs> This is how anointed you know it is because I got everything in peas. You know what a pit is, right? Preachers in training. People in training, amen. So Pitt, Potiphar, now he's in prison. He serves in prison with an excellence, transformational mindset. He even gets taken advantage of and forgotten about. But God didn't forget him, amen? And so he gets rescued out of prison, right? And he goes to the palace. And, and if this was an American story, that's where it would be the end. Oh, he's in the palace. It's great. And if anyone ever had the right to take revenge on a group of people, it would be Joseph. Agreed? So his family comes, and there's a famine in the land, and because of the excellence that's in Joseph, which, by the way, he always gave credit to God about, he rescued his people, right? And when he reveals himself, he, there's this great piece of Scripture. He says, what you meant for evil, God meant for good, to the saving of many lives. Pit, Potiphar, prison, palace. It's always about the people. It's always about people. It's always about people. Jesus was always about people. Transformation, it's messy. Amen? It's messy. It's messy. I'll say that in my preacher voice. It's messy. 
What if, and I'll end here and pray for you. <laughs> what if I'm so confined? I'm so limited in the situation I'm in. I can't seem to see the light. Everything is a struggle. No matter how much effort I make, I feel stuck. It seems like this has been going on forever. I feel like I was called to be more than this. When will this end? How can I get free? What must I do to get free? Has anyone in here said any of those things? Raise your hand right now. And there's my answer to this. It's nothing more than a cocoon. It's nothing more than a cocoon. If a cocoon could talk, or a caterpillar in its cocoon could talk, I think it would probably say that right there. I'm so confined. I'm so limited. It's temporary, but necessary if you want to fly. I don't know, man. I want to fly. I don't want to just survive in a comfort place. I don't want to just get by. I want to be transformed into the image of the Son. I want to look like Him. I want to be like Him. Amen. I've noticed this about people that experience transformation. They don't spend a lot of time talking about the confinement. Now, I imagine Joseph might have spoken about some of his difficulties, but in his mind, it was never about the difficulty. It was about the transformation. We could take away all the bad stuff. We'd still find it. Amen. We had one rule in the garden. We broke it. You had one job. <laughs> I really believe God gave this to me for you this morning. Because you know why I know that? I didn't want to preach it. Amen. There is a component to being a Christ follower, and it's called discipline. There's a piece of that. Amen. So part of what I'm living in right now, the harvest that you're living in right now are the seeds that you planted If you're planting fear, doubt, I'll call it FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Fear, uncertainty, doubt. And then we start living in that harvest and we start praying for crop failure. I want you to switch your mindset Plant faith, certainty, 
discipline. There's, you can't be a disciple and not have some discipline in your life. Amen? You can't lose weight eating chimichangas. I hate that, but it's true. Amen? Whatever your difficulty is, awake in life, whether it was pornography, drugs, relationships, food, gossip, I mean, just insert whatever. God has a process for you. Amen? God has a process for you. And it's not just one day a week process. Amen? He's got a process for you. Praise the Lord. He's got a process for you. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. I really feel and sense in my heart that there's some folks that have been going through some difficulties. Amen. And I don't want to embarrass anybody. I just want you to slip your hand up real quick, and I'm going to pray for you. Like boldness. There you go. Amen. I'll see all them hands. Praise God. I just want to pray for you, amen, that you embrace that process that God has for you. Amen. Embrace it because here's the thing. Transformation is on the way. Transformation is on the way. God wants you to have transformation. Amen. So, Father, I pray for all the lifted hands, for every mom that has been struggling, for every man that's been struggling, for every dad that's been struggling, for every daughter, amen, every son. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, the name above all names, amen, the name that's above uh, discouragement, the name that's above doubt, fear, and uncertainty. And so, Lord, right now in Jesus' name, uh, I pray for your spirit, God, to quicken what they already know and to embrace that process that you have them in. Amen. I pray that. Believe that you would do that for them, God. I pray right now in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, you have freedom. Freedom. God, we give you access to the scary, dark corners of our heart, God where we can live in vulnerable and transparent places, God, where we can open up, where we can have community, where we can experience your grace, God, and be all the loved more for it. Amen? And I pray that, God. I pray that you would do that in Jesus' mighty name. So, Father, I lift them up. Amen? I lift them up. I thank you that you are the lifter of our head. Amen. And God, we give you permission. Holy Spirit, we give you permission. Jesus, we give you permission to mend that which is broken. In Jesus' name, amen. Last thing I want to say, you know, the broken are always the masters of mending. And if you're in a broken place, God's going to use you. Amen. It's going to use you to bring healing, to bring wholeness, to bring freedom, to bring good news, amen, to those that sat in darkness, amen. It's a true story, amen. I think I'm done.
I need a report card. It was it good? All right. <laughs>